Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Before we get into the word, I just want to introduce uh, Ajit. I mean, of course, he needs no introduction, Doctor Ajit. Um, but I just thought I'll just give a brief uh, intro. He, um, Ajit, uh, leads the church at Mangalore. Uh, he's one of the core elders in the New Life Fellowship Mangalore English Church. And uh, to me, he is more than just an elder or pastor or you know whatever title that you want to give him or a doctor. He is um, been. He was my youth leader. He still is my leader, and uh, he's always been, you know, one of my go-to guys. Every time I would have something, I needed to talk it out or I needed help, you know, in terms of making decisions. He's one person that I would run it by, and he would give me, you know, unfiltered, uh, unadulterated uh, feedback, and you know, it really has helped me many times, you know, to make the right decision. And um, you know, I always say this: it's always important to have three people in your life—a Paul, a Timothy, or um, Silas. And um, of course, Ajit has not been my uh, Timothy, you know, but he's always been my Paul, and he's always been my Silas, you know. And uh, I don't—I don't want to get too much into explaining that, but he's—he's um, he's been a very, very close. More than uh, any of these titles, he's been more like. A brother, um, he is a brother, you know, to me, and um, very much, you know, in prayer and support, he's always been by my side, especially through my difficult times and through all of my struggles that I've ever faced. So, without further ado, I want to welcome Ajit to share the word with us today. Thank you, Danny, uh, for those kind words. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's such a joy to be here this evening. Uh, and uh, it's amazing to see what God is doing uh, in this church, in the church uh, in Manipal. Uh, I truly believe that uh, God has placed this church as a hope of, uh, as a beacon of light and hope in this uh, city of Manipal. And uh, thank you, uh, Danny, and the leadership for giving me this privilege to speak the word this evening. Uh, and it is truly encouraging to see uh, Danny, uh, you know, pursue the vision and the purpose that God has uh, given it, given to him and, uh, you know, put in his heart. Uh, in spite of all the personal challenges that he's facing on his, uh, uh, in his personal friend, uh, you know, uh, he's, uh, you know, running the race. I mean, he's pursuing the vision and uh, praise God. And we see, you know, the church going forward. And it's truly such an encouragement to see that. And so I rejoice in everything the Lord is doing in this uh, church in Manipal. And praise God. Our God is a faithful God. You know, He will uh, He will direct us. He will lead us. And uh, the purpose for which He has called us, He will fulfill it. If we do not uh, waver, if, if we pursue it, irrespective of what comes our way, then God will open doors. He will open supernatural doors. Uh, you know, sometimes it might delay uh, sometimes, uh, I mean, not just sometimes, most of, uh, 
quite always there will be obstacles we have to be prepared for that but there is nothing impossible with our god uh if god has called us to do something then he will open the door if the vision and the purpose is conceived if it is birthed in the throne room of god then we know that you know things will go forward and praise god for what he is doing so you know uh, we are passing through very very difficult times and uh, all around us we see uh, chaos and confusion and there's so much of suffering all around us and whatever people have been believing and building their lives on uh, we're seeing that it is crumbling like a pack of cards uh, and many people are wondering whether this is the right time to be alive on this planet you know and uh, we see there's so much of frustration that is gripping the lives of the people so much of fear uh, that is creeping into the lives of the people and many times uh, you know we as believers we can allow frustration we can allow fear to grip our lives also you know but there is there is one thing that always uh, brings a difference brings a change in our lives and that is uh, when we come into god's presence you know no matter how much frustration or fear or hopelessness is there in this world but every time we come into god's presence we still have a reason to smile we still have a reason to be joyful for and we still have a reason we still have hope we still will find hope in our lives you know when we study and meditate god's word we we know for sure that it is the foundation it is a sure foundation for us in these turbulent times that's why if you read uh, psalms 119 verse 142 verse 144 this is what the psalmist says your promises have been thoroughly tested that is why i love them so much i am insignificant and despised but i don't forget your commandments your justice is eternal and your instructions are perfectly true as pressures and stress bear down on me i find joy in your commands your laws are always right help me to understand them so i may live You know the psalmist is saying that God's word and his promises have been thoroughly tested they have been tested and uh, they have been uh, tested in the furnace of trial uh, and difficulties they have been tested in the uh, in turbulent times and in, in the storms of this life and the psalmist goes on to say that you know I love them so much you know I love them so much because you know in this world there are so many uh, philosophies you can find uh, so many best sellers that give you excellent principles but the problem about these uh, philosophies and these principles are that you know when you go through difficult times you realize that these are only hollow words you know and they do not they are not you know we cannot hold on to them in good times they work but when you put them to the test of life's storms and trials and the uh, and the furnace of this uh, of this life then you realize that you know they you cannot hold on to them that's why the psalmist says that i love them because when i go through difficulties your word is a sure foundation for my life in the midst of pressure and stress i find joy in your commands you know so that is why when we come into god's presence when we meditate on god's word we can have a reason to be joyful you know we can still smile in spite of all the gloom that is around us in spite of all the hopelessness 
that is around us we can still smile yeah. uh you know so such a joy to be in god's presence uh, because his presence brings hope and it produces life in us and uh, this evening i've titled my message as when god shakes your world uh when god shakes your world um you know uh many times uh in our walk with the lord in our journey with god there will come times in our lives where god will allow us to pass through seasons of trials and difficulties when we feel that our life is going haywire when we feel that uh, we are not in control and nothing seems to be working as you have planned and you get this feeling that the ground under your feet is sinking it is shaking you know we get totally shaken off the routines of our life and every support system that we have built or we are depending on we are trusting on uh, doesn't seem to be working and uh, you know many times we might have believed in certain things or certain aspects of life but when we go through the storms of life we realize that these are not true you know they are they no longer we are kept we are left wondering uh, you know uh, why did i believe in these things when they do not help me when i'm going through my difficult moments of life and we ask this question uh, what is happening to my life many times we come to that place to ask this question what is happening to my life we might feel frustrated so down and we feel that there is no uh, light at the end of the tunnel that's when we realize that we are in the middle of a crisis welcome to the storms of life you know we are caught in the eye of a storm you know recently uh, there was a cyclonic storm that passed by our districts of dakshina kannada and udupi and the coastal areas if you notice one of the characteristics of the storm is that it unsettles a lot of things you know it shakes up a lot of things and some of the uh, praise god the storm had uh, uh it had comparatively come down by the time it hit uh, the coastal districts but some of the storms can uh, cause havoc you know and they can uh, leave a trail of uh, uh, uh destruction along their path and one thing you notice about a storm is that once the storm comes down you see that visible change uh that has uh that has taken place you you will come to know that that a storm has passed by this place you know and uh, if you notice that today uh, today in this world around us you know there's a lot of shaking that is happening around us you know families are being shaken individuals are being shaken the governments around the world are being shaken and many uh, corporates and business houses uh, which were so strong and which were so powerful financially have been shaken and uh, many times even we feel that you know the shaking uh, we feel maybe not directly but if uh, indirectly also we might feel that uh, you know the shaking that is happening uh, even in our own lives you know if you turn to the book of hagai chapter 2 verse 6 and 7 this is what the word of god says but this is what the lord of heaven's army says in just a little while i will again shake the heavens and the earth the oceans and the dry land i will shake all the nations and the treasures of all the nations will be brought to this temple i will fill this place with glory says the lord of heaven's armies you know god is telling here that i'm going to shake the heavens and the earth the oceans and the dry land 
I will shake all the nations. He's telling, you know, when God is telling that I'm going to shake something, then we better sit up and take notice. We better pay close attention. Today, we all are feeling there is no nation on this earth that is not feeling this shaking that has been happening because of this pandemic. You know, God has allowed this pandemic to unsettle millions of lives around us. And many times, you know, probably we might have gone through uh, this, uh, you know, this, uh, we might have felt the effect of this pandemic even in our own lives, so probably directly or indirectly, you know. But even otherwise, many times God allows into our lives an unsettling to take place in our lives. From time to time, God will allow it. God will allow storms to hit our lives. God will allow us to pass through the furnace of trials. Yeah. But uh, for, the, for the people out there in the world, when they, when, they, when they go through this shaking process, when they are unsettled because of what's happening around them, it is the end of the road for them. They feel that their world has collapsed. They feel that there is nothing to look forward to. And they feel into the pit of, they fall into the pit of hopelessness and depression. But I want to tell you this evening that for us as God's children, I want to tell you that it is the only way by which God can promote us. It is the only way by which God can take us to a higher level of walk with Him. If God has to take us to a greater level of glory in our lives, then many times He has to allow us to be unsettled in life. Many times He has to shake us up. Many times He has to allow us to pass through uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the furnace of turbulence uh, of, of life. And, uh, you know, praise God if you're feeling that unsettling, shaking experience in your life because God is preparing a promotion for you in your life. So I want to tell you this evening that a, that a, a strong building, a big building, cannot be built on shaky foundation. When the builders want to build, construct something, when the constructors, they want to build something, they want to lay the foundations on sure footings. They want to lay, they do not want to lay the foundation on shaky grounds. So they will dig deeper until they remove all those weak soils. You know, they cannot lay the foundation of, on loose, uh, loose uh, soil. So it's the same even in our life. You know, there are things in our lives uh, that we will realize it only when God allows an unsettling to happen in our life. When God allows us to pass through the storms of life. You know, these are like the weak soil, you know. God cannot uh, pour out His glory. God cannot reveal His purpose when we have a foundation on shaky ground. You know, and that is why many times God will allow us to go through these uh, these trials and the storms of life so that, you know, he is laying that foundation on firm ground, on solid ground, you know, and that is when he can pour out his glory. That is when he can reveal the deeper purpose uh, that he has for our lives, you know, he has for each one of our lives. So I want to tell you this evening, if you are facing the heat, if you are feeling unsettled, if you are facing the turbulence of life, then He is doing something in your life. He is doing a deep work, 
a deeper work in your life you might not be able to understand what god is doing many times we will not be able to understand what he is doing when we are passing that through that tunnel we will not be able to understand but when we come out of it and when we look back you know we will have this to say i'm glad that i went through those difficult moments in my life i'm glad that i went through those storms in my life because today who i am is because is a result of the tough situations that i went through in my life so i want to encourage you this morning you know god is at work in your life you know he is we might feel that our life is out of control but i want to tell you god is in control of your life god is in control of every situation in your life he is in control uh, today one of the biggest question that people are asking is this what is the future what is the future when is this all going to end you know i want to tell you this evening that god is in control of your future and my future you know as god's children he is in control of my future and your future and that is the strength and the encouragement that we have in god's presence so the question we need to ask ourselves is this how do we respond uh, when we are going through when god shakes us up when we feel unsettled by the circumstances that we are passing by when we feel unsettled by the turbulent times that we are passing by you know one of the things that i've learned is this that we got to realign our perspectives to life we got to you know we got to change our thinking and we got to align ourselves to the way to the word of god we got to realign our thought processes if you turn to the book of haggai chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 this is what the word of god says this is what the lord of heaven's army says the people are saying the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the lord then the lord sent this message through the prophet haggai why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins you know the book of haggai begins with god complaining about his people and he is telling them the, the, the israelites are saying among themselves that it is not yet time not yet uh, the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of god the israelites had uh, come from the land of babylon after a period of 70 years they were uh, captives in babylon they were uh, you know they were they were taken to the land of babylon as a consequence of their sins and uh, now they've come back after 70 years and the lord had told them to rebuild uh, his temple rebuild the temple of the lord and they had begun the process of rebuilding but midway through the process they stopped it and they started shifting their focus their focus got diverted you know they started building uh, they started focusing uh, on their own lives instead of building the lord's temple they started building their own lives you know probably they started focusing on uh, ways to establish themselves uh, making money for themselves cultivating or maybe started thinking about their own future they started probably giving priority and uh, in more importance to their careers and their families and as a result of which the work of the lord's temple was being completely convinced and uh, sorry completely neglected and they started you know they started to convince themselves and they started to convince the people around them and telling them that this is not the right time to build the lord's house you know if you notice the language they god is using he did not call them as uh, a wretched people or sinful people or 
disobedient people but he just tells them that these people are saying among themselves that this is not the time to build the lord's house they were not the problem there was you know they it was not that they didn't want to uh, obey god properly or they didn't it was not that they want walk, walk in disobedience to god but they simply did not understand what god was thinking they simply did not have the right perspective to life and they did not think the way that god wanted them to think they had lost their focus and they had lost the perspective to life the right perspective to life you know probably these people might have looked around them uh, they have come back after 70 years to their own uh, native land and they might have realized that their neighbors are more influential the neighbors are well established the neighbors are wealthy but these people are refugees in their own land and probably they might have started thinking to themselves we need to build our own lives we need to establish ourselves we need to think about our own future and we need to have influence in the midst of our neighbors otherwise we can be destroyed again and they started focusing on their own lives you know i want to tell you this point this thing this evening this is one of the things that i learned in my life you know if you want to succeed as a child of god if you want to progress as a child of god then we need to understand what god wants from us you know what god is expecting from our lives and because the israelites lost their focus about life they lost the right uh, perspective to life you know they uh, they uh, they got allowed a crisis into their lives if you read hagar chapter 1 uh, chapter 1 was 5 and 6 this is what the word of god says this is what the lord of heaven's army says look at what's happening to you you have planted much but harvest little you eat but are not satisfied you drink but are still thirsty you put on clothes but cannot keep warm your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes god is telling them look what's happening to you or in, in another version it says uh, uh, carefully observe your life what's happening to you you're planting much but harvest is little you eat but you're not satisfied you drink but are still thirsty you put on clothes but you cannot keep warm and your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes to say in other words they were going through going through a crisis probably you can call it a financial crisis there was always a constant struggle in their life there was always a constant lack in their life probably they have been looking working for a breakthrough working for things to progress in their life but it has not been coming their way they take one step forward but fall back two steps you know they're working hard they're putting everything out, uh, uh, that efforts they they can and they know to do but they're not seeing the results they have all the right qualification all the right credentials but they are not making progress you know probably they would have had everything but there was there is no peace there is this constant restlessness and constant turmoil on the inside you know and there and life probably might have been seeming to go round and round in circles and they might not have been able to experience the breakthrough in their personal life or in their family life you know god allows it you know because he wants us to understand one thing we got to understand what god wants us to do and this was something that i learned when i went through my 
when I experienced challenges in my life. You know, I tried many things. I tried to do many things. I tried to do things in my own wisdom and in my own strength. I tried to do what people told me to do. I took the opinions of the people. But then I realized the only thing that matters for me to do is that what is what does God wants me to do? Do not sit there and worry about your problems. Let me tell you this again. Do not sit there and worry about the situation that you are passing through. Do not worry about the future. Do not worry about your struggles, your financial struggles, or the challenges that you probably are facing in your personal life or in your family life. If you are able to come to God's presence and understand what God is telling you to do, I will tell you, you will walk out of the storm. You will walk out of your crisis victorious. You will be stronger and you'll be glad that God, you, you went through that storm, you know. Many times, you know, and I will, uh, let me tell you this, that the, the opinion of the experts don't matter. What your friends tell you, what your colleagues tell you, you know, they can give you brilliant ideas. They can tell you out of the box ideas and your conclusions and your opinions might be brilliant according to the standards of the world. But we need to learn something. We need to understand something as God's people and as children of God. We need to understand, to, we need to learn to set aside all these brilliant ideas, all these brilliant opinions, all these strategies, the wisdom of this world. And we need to learn to ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do in my situation? What do you want me to do in my circumstance? And when we obey that, when we obey what God is telling us to do, I will tell you that is the secret of, of our success and breakthrough. Many times what God is asking us to do might be foolishness to our own mind, to our own thinking. It might be foolishness to the people around us. But you can be sure of one thing. You can be sure of one thing. That if you are coming to God's presence and if you heard God speak to you and if you know that it is birth in the throne room of God, then you're going to come out victorious of your situation. Then you are going to experience supernatural success. Not just earthly success, supernatural success in your, in your life. So are you going through crisis? Are you going through lonely moments? Come into God's presence. Come into, are you worried about your future? Come into God's presence and ask him, Lord, what, what, is, what should I do? How should I, what should I do to go forward? What should my next step be? And when the Lord tells you to do it, simply obey Him. Simply walk in obedience. Simply take that step forward and you will experience His hand. You will experience His favor. You will see supernatural doors being opened for you. You will see impossible doors being opened for you. For years, things might not have worked for you. But if you listen to the voice of God, if you listen to what God is telling you to do and do it in obedience, then for years, the doors might have been closed in a moment, it can open. In a, uh, you know, it, it, it does not take God to set us free. It does not take God to give us a breakthrough in our life. It does not take God to bring us out of a crisis. You know, it takes just a moment for God to do it. But the question we need to ask ourselves is this. Am I ready to obey what God is telling me to do? Am I ready to listen to what God is telling me to do? That is the important question that we need to ask ourselves. This evening, I want to, I want you to, uh, you know, I want us to go to 
the life of uh, Moses in the Old Testament. Uh, we know about Moses' story. Uh, Moses was uh, a, might, a man who was used mightily by the Lord. Uh, he was a leader who led uh, two million Israelites in the wilderness. And if you look at uh, the life of Moses, uh, his life was, uh, you know, it was, we, we might, we might uh, go through crisis once in a while or through difficult experience. God might allow us from time to time. But if you look at Moses' life, his life was, uh, he was going from one crisis to another. He faced crisis on a daily basis. And if you look at uh, Moses' life, he faced pressure and, uh, uh, and, and, and the storms on a, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, imagine leading two million people in, a, in that harsh desert for 40 long years. It was not just for a few days or a few months that Moses led the Israelites, but he led them for 40 long years. And leading the Israelites was not an easy job. Uh, it was a tough job. It was a very, very tough job because the Bible says that the Israelites were a uh, rebellious nation. They were a rebellious nation. They were prone to disobedience. And uh, God labeled them as a people who are stiff-necked people, rebellious and stiff-necked people. They were a uh, they were a bunch of unbelieving slaves. You know, even God failed to convince them that he is able to give them the promised land. God could not convince them that he was able to uh, able to take them into the promised land. In spite of delivering them from the hands of the mighty Pharaoh, from Egypt, from uh, the, uh, the powerful hands of Egypt, in spite of seeing all those uh, signs, wonders and miracles, the mighty hand of God, yet... God could not convince them and take them into the promised land. So that's how difficult was uh, Moses' job. And, and if you also think about the desert, it was not an easy place. It was a harsh desert. It was, you know, it was a difficult place uh, to pass by, to go through. And imagine, they, they, they had families. They had women and uh, elderly people, little children, you know, mothers who are uh, expectant mothers, uh, you know, it was such a huge logistic adventure. It was not an easy adventure. It was a tremendous job. And it was uh, it was not just for a few days or few months, but for 40 long years, Moses led them through such difficult situation, through such difficult circumstances. You know, how did uh, Moses handle this crisis so successfully? You know, how did Moses, how was Moses able to survive crisis after crisis, you know, pressure situation after pressures and stress after stress. And we see that uh, if you study the journey of the Israelites in the wilderness, we see that their life was full of miracles, full of miracles. And, uh, you know, if we study these miracles a little closer, we understand that these results, these miracles are a, are a result of Moses learning to come into God's presence and being able to hear what God was telling him telling him to do. And Moses simply did that in obedience to God's word. The miracles were a result. You know, every time there was a crisis, Moses would come running into God's presence and hear from God and simply obey God and simply do what God was telling him to do. You know, and that is why there's some miracles after miracle, supernatural experience after supernatural experience. Every crisis 
every storm that they faced was an opportunity for God to demonstrate his supernatural hand and his supernatural miracle working power you know uh, exodus chapter 15 verse 22 to 25 this is what the word of god says that moses led the people of israel away from the red sea and they moved out into the desert of shur they traveled in this desert for 3 days without finding any water when they came to the oasis of mara the water was too bitter to drink so they called the place mara which means bitter then the people complained and turned against moses what are we going to drink they demanded so moses cried out to the lord for help and the lord showed him a piece of wood moses threw it into the water and this made the water good to drink it was there at mara that the lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him god brought them to a place called mara they had traveled uh, from the red sea uh, they traveled in the desert for 3 days without water and they were searching for water for the last 3 days and god uh, br- brings them to a place called mara the meaning of the word mara means bitter uh, they find water in mara but uh, uh, we read that the water there was uh, bitter it could not be used for human purpose it could not be used for drinking and the israelites started creating a problem for moses they cried out to him and they rebelled against moses they said give us water or else we will die and and moses cried out to god in desperation you know he cried out to god and god showed him uh, an ordinary piece of dry wood he said you see that wood there just pick it up just pick it up and throw it in the water and the water and and moses simply obeyed god moses simply uh believed god and he picked up that wood that wood that was the piece of wood that was lying there probably nobody would have noticed it probably when moses was doing it everybody would have thought that this is a crazy thing it's not going to work but moses simply obeyed him obeyed the lord you know and as a result of which the water uh, uh water turned sweet and the israelites survived they survived the crisis you know it was such a simple solution for god you know god solutions are very simple they're right before our eyes it was right there before before moses eyes and they still had signs but they could not see see it until god had to open their open their eyes and so i want to tell you this you know they were crying and creating problems all the time the solution was always there until moses came into god's presence and cried out to the lord and the lord told him all you have to do is pick up that piece of wood and throw it into the water and the water will become good for uh, good for you to use it and and as an act of faith when moses did it there was a supernatural miracle there it was not the piece of wood there was no miraculous power in that piece of wood but moses learned to hear from god and he as an act of faith when he did it you know there was a miracle there there was a supernatural uh supernatural glory of god there you know for god you know for god i want to tell you this uh my my dear friends i want to tell you this dear people of god for god supernatural is very very natural it is very very natural you know we might not be able to understand uh the ways the, how a miracle can take place in our life how god can work a miracle but when god god does a miracle it is very natural for him it is very natural our mind sometimes cannot comprehend it 
But for God, it is very natural. His solutions are very simple. You know, it's very simple, but they are supernatural. And so that's why I want to tell you, I want to encourage you this morning. The, the crisis that you and I face are not big for God. They're not big for God. It might seem too big for us. It might seem you know, impossible to comprehend the magnitude of the crisis that we are going through in our life. But I want to tell you this. For God, it is not at all a big thing. For God to bring us out of our struggles, challenges, and our fears and insecurities is not a big thing at all. But we got to come into God's presence. We got to come into God's presence. Imagine the magnitude of the crisis the Israelites were facing that day. I want you to imagine this. If you are going through a water crisis in your home, if you are going through a water crisis in your, in your hostels, uh, you know, wherever you are, imagine for three days there is no water in your house. As a man of the house, I know how difficult it is. It is a very, very difficult task if there is no water in the house. Now imagine two million people without water for the last three days. It is a catastrophe waiting to happen. It is a catastrophe waiting to happen. They were old people. They were children. They were elderly. Uh, they were mothers who are carrying. They were cattle. Thousands of cattle had no water to drink. Now think about it. Didn't God understand the magnitude of the problem? The question we need to ask ourselves is this. Why did God allow the Israelites to go without water for three days? Why did God allow, in spite of knowing that it was a crisis of immeasurable magnitude, why did God allow it to happen? Why did God allow them to pass through that crisis? And he allowed them to go without water for three days. And this is what it says in Exodus chapter 15, verse 25 to 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 25 to 26. This is what the word of God says. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water. And this made the water good to drink. It was there at Marah that the Lord said before them the following decree. As a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God. And do what is right in his sight. Obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees. Then I will not make you suffer any of the disease I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. We read here that he allowed the Israelites to go through those three days without water. And, the, and God says, I was testing your faithfulness. He was unsettling them. He was shaking them up. You know, he allowed it. God allowed this crisis to happen. He was in perfect control of this crisis. You know, but he allowed it to happen because he was removing those weak soils. He was removing those areas in their lives that has to be removed. And as a result of this crisis, you read in verse 26, he says, If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent to the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. You know, as a result of this crisis, God gave a re great revelation that day to the Israelites and to Moses. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. In another version, he says, I am Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. You know, it was a great revelation that they received from the Lord that day. 
I want to tell you this. The revelations will bring us out of our crisis. You know, when we are going through difficult times, when we are going through tough times, you know, when we receive a revelation from God, you know, we will come out of our crisis. We will come out stronger and mature. God had never revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha, the God of peace. This was the first time God was revealing to them that he is Jehovah Rapha, the God of peace. He will not allow them to suffer the, uh, the, with the kind of diseases that he brought upon the Egyptians. You know, now for us, uh, living in the 21st century, for a modern mind, we've been raised up with so much of science and technology, and with, for us, we've been so dependent on the modern medicine. For we might not be able to fully understand the impact of this revelation. But Moses was a wanderer for 40 years. He was a wanderer in the desert for 40 years. The Israelites were wandering in the desert. They had no source. They had no means to heal themselves. And for them, when God said, I am your healer, I am your Jehovah Rapha, then it made a great impact. It made a great, uh, it made a tremendous impact in their lives. And God had to, you know, when God had to allow them to go through that crisis, because God was also preparing them for a revelation. And I want to tell you this evening, when you go through crisis and when you come into God's presence, you will receive revelations from God. You will receive, you will understand who God is and what he can do in your life. You know, we will experience God in a deeper way. You know, when we receive revelation from God, we become stronger and mature, you know. It is in times of crisis when we are simply willing to listen to God and put this into action that, you know, we will receive that revelation about what we can, what God can do and who he is in our lives. You know, this evening, I want us, I want each one of us to ask this question to ourselves. How, how are we looking at the crisis, the present situation that we are passing by? You know, how are we uh, looking at God in our, in our life? And more importantly, how are we looking at the at the cross of Calvary? You know, is, is the cross a mere piece of wood that is attached to us, that is tacked to us as a as a religion that gives us identity? Is it that uh, every every Sunday we have to come into uh, come into uh, come into God's uh, come into the service uh, just because as a tradition, come into God's presence because we have to, or is it? Uh, is the cross has deeper meaning in our life? Is it that you know that is it that just a piece of wood, or is it something that will change change our lives? Does the does the cross of Calvary on Jesus on which Jesus died, you know, is a source of life for us? Are we depending on on the things around us? You know, I want to tell you, it is not the medicine, it is not the vaccine, or it is not our money, but it is the healing presence that comes from the cross of Calvary that can save us. It is, it is a supernatural piece of wood on which Jesus died that can turn, take away the maras from our life, the bitter experience from our lives. If we truly receive the revelation from the cross, you know, it can take away our curses. It can bring breakthroughs and victories in our life. You know, so do not worry about the struggles, the challenges that you're facing. You know, look at life. Look at your crisis from a different perspective. Our God is able. Our God is mighty. For in supernatural is very, very natural. There is nothing impossible with our God. 
So I want to encourage you this morning and I want to challenge each one of you. You know, let us just uh, pray. Let me just uh, pray. Let us just look to the Lord this evening. Father, we want to thank you. We want to praise you, Father. Lord, Father, we thank you for speaking to us this evening. Father, I pray this evening, Lord, if anyone uh, is going through challenges in their lives, so Father, you touch them, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will reveal yourself to them in a deeper way this evening, oh God. Lord, we pray that you will open our spiritual eyes, our understanding of God. Lord, I speak life into every death situation this evening, oh God. I speak your supernatural miracles into every death situation this evening. I speak open doors, Lord. I speak impossible doors to be open in the name of Jesus, Lord. I speak healing. You are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, Lord. You are the Lord who protects us, oh Father. It is not the medicine or the vaccine that can save us, but it is Jehovah Rapha who can save us, oh Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word of God. Father, we bless you. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name. That really pray. spoke to me. And I Amen. pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this. If you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.